0: This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 262. Lori Hammond goes online. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host,
1: Jason Lynette.
0: Jason Lynette here, and welcome back to this ongoing twice-a-week series now, where we're actually featuring top hypnotists around the world who have been consistently seeing clients online in virtual formats for a number of years, and as many people out there in the midst of this coronavirus uh, pandemic are having to make modifications— I wanted to come out to you twice a week and actually share some of the strategies, some of the technologies, and some of these principles. And it made sense to have Lori Hammond on the program this week. Now, Lori, as you're going to hear, is a little bit unique from a lot of the others here because she started her business in this format And that's, of course, how it's continued to run. And you're going to hear some really nice things that'll help to boost your confidence in terms of where the business is still coming in and how, for the most part, it's a lot of business as usual in the shape of what she does. Now, of course, to get more of the backstory of Lori and who she is and what she does, you can check out episode number 214, which came out back in May of 2019. Lori's officially in the uh, Two Timers Club here on the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast. But again, we're going to spend some time talking about the littlest of things. Camera setup, what techniques, how do you modify, when do you make a recording available, when do you perhaps change the format to not make a recording available, and just some of the ins and outs and basically the value of, again, the common theme that we're hearing here. Get out there, share value, let people naturally gravitate towards you, and that's where they then become a part of Of your community. So a huge thank you to Lori for coming on and sharing these insights and sharing these uh, methods and resources. Once again, you can see what we're up to this month by heading to WorkSmartHypnosis.com. forward slash now online, make sure that's all one word forward slash now online. That's where actually it'll bring you back to the original episode I did to kick off the series with some tips and strategies of how we can work with clients uh, independently. And that is the page where we're just putting all the resources of ongoing live online events and opportunities that are out there, plus some step by step tutorials to show you exactly how to set up your uh, camera setup, the zoom software, just to make this all a whole lot easier for many of you to continue doing the work of professional hypnosis. So check that out, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online. And with that, let's jump into this phenomenal session. Here we go, Trancy Pants herself, episode number 262, Lori Hammond goes online. So Lori, good to have you on here.
1: It's so good to be here. Thank you, Jason.
0: And uh, welcome back to Timer Club. Yeah. woohoo! <laughs> which Which, uh, as, as we're gathered here for these episodes, we're doing these twice a week episodes now, specifically on taking a lot of the work that we do online, which so far in a lot of the conversations that I've been having with people, we hear that dialogue of they saw people for years in person and then kind of opened up to this online option Though, correct me on this, you kind of launched online and let it stay that way since the beginning, right?
1: That is right.
0: Yeah. So what was, let's go back to that initial impulse. What was the thinking of going that route rather than the the brick and mortar, come on into my space kind of uh, direction?
1: So my wheels had kind of been spinning in the direction of how can I not be trading dollars for hours? And yeah. how can I not? And how can I be location dependent, independent? because I was a hairstylist and so I had to be behind the chair to make money. And I love that one-on-one interaction with my clients. But as I was learning hypnosis and starting to use it on the side, I just, I I was looking for ways to make it work. And I think when we ask ourselves those empowered questions, our brain starts clicking things into place. So I started researching doing this over, you know, doing hypnosis online. And I saw that people like Steve Rehm were doing it and were successful so as I was going through and tra- doing all my hypnosis trainings, every time I saw a protocol being taught, I would ask myself, okay, how can I make this work over Zoom? And I've gotten really creative with, with some of them. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's fun. I'm so grateful that I did it. And I have found that you can build rapport just as well over Zoom as you can in person. Of course, there are some nuances and differences, and in-person is amazing. But I've had a really, really positive experience.
0: And if only those nuances and adjustments are exactly what we're going to talk about for the next half hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so, ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, talk to me about. I agree with you absolutely that you know everything comes down to set the frame and follow through, and this is a common theme in basically NLP trainings. It's also common theme in anything about human relations. So, what what steps are you setting in motion to build? We'll phrase it this way: that same quality of rapport even though now you're looking through a computer screen?
1: That's a great question. And I do think that rapport is one of the most, it's the most important part of any session. So I found right away that building that rapport was super important. And it's a little bit different because a lot of the people, especially when I first started doing this, people were really unfamiliar with Zoom and they were a little bit apprehensive. So getting them to kind of feel at ease with the technology is a big first step. And so I'll actually do my consultations over Zoom. Yeah. So they've already got one session under their belt. They know how to, how it works. They're feeling less apprehensive. And I can put a positive spin on the whole situation and say, you know what? You don't have to come into my office. You're already going to be comfortable in your own home. Nice. So they come into it expecting to feel comfortable, but there's just, I'll, I'll usually start with some chit chat. Well, you know, we'll talk about the weather, what they've been doing this week and just get them to kind of relax their shoulders and let go and realize, okay, that this is, this is going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Which I love that nuance of, doing the basically the consult in the format that they'd actually be doing the work this way it's already familiar and it's easily then accepted to go oh we do it exactly over over this so we'll get later on because i know you also do group sessions online so is there a different way that you're sort of building that foundation because clearly they're not just outright calling you on a video call that's something that perhaps they're scheduling
1: Yes, yeah, so the, with the one-to-ones, I after my consultation, you know, they'll they'll initially contact me and I'll set up a Zoom call. And they're usually I have to kind of ease them into it and talk t- say it's enjoyable, it's easy, all you have to do is click a button. I think the reason both hypnotists and clients are apprehensive is just because it's unknown. We're always afraid to do something outside our comfort zone. So once they've tried it once, they feel really good about it. But I just schedule that that consultation, at the consultation I scheduled the Zoom call, and then I just send them an email along with a reminder the night before, and they just click a button and we're in the same room together.
0: Yeah, which uh, there's a great nuance right there. They've likely already not done hypnosis before, so why not just add something new to the mix as well that we're going to do it? (laughs) Absolutely. In the words of Sean Michael Andrews and talking about hypnotic phenomenon, if you can stick them to one thing, you can stick them to something else. So <laughs> Absolutely. let's keep that same momentum going. So then I imagine it's a different way because you're probably not doing a lot of individual consultations for the groups, or are
1: you? Not anymore. When I mm-hmm. first started doing group work, I did do a lot of individual consultations and had them fill out questionnaires and send in handwriting samples and all this nuanced Stuff. And now we, most of my group calls happen inside my weight loss group. Mm-hmm. And it's actually turned into a beautiful experience where it almost feels like family because we have usually a dozen or so people on the call and people from all over the world. And I'll start the call off to build that rapport you're talking about. I want to build rapport with everyone on the screen, with everyone in that virtual room. So sometimes we'll go through and each person will answer a fun little question like, if you could be any superhero, which superhero would you choose? Or if you could have dinner with anyone living, fictional, real, who would you choose? And it's just a really cool way for us all to realize, okay, we're we're all the same. There's like this sense of being separate together. And it's just a beautiful experience and people people really love it.
0: Yeah, which correct me on this just to walk through sort of the user experience there. You first step you are running a free Facebook group, right? Or is the the group is paid?
1: Yeah, the group is paid.
0: Okay, got it. So then what's the mechanism to get them to first find you?
1: They a lot of people find me through Facebook through my yeah. Facebook lives and word of mouth so people kind of think of me as a weight loss expert so this is my weight loss program and they find me usually through Facebook they'll contact me and I'll send them to my web page and they'll sign up for the group through my web page yeah and it's not just the group the group calls there's a lot more involved with it but that's I think that's the part people enjoy the most and the people who really engage in those weekly calls are the ones that see the most amazing transformations
0: which to highlight what I'm hearing is the consistent theme and this is what many of us have been saying for years is that model of that willingness to come out and share information that you know rather than what can I sell these people what can I sell them instead what can I give them so you're hopping up on Facebook live And I'm sure sharing some anecdotes, giving some specific strategies, and then giving a a call to action throughout that, right?
1: Absolutely. And there's something I think that kind of takes the pressure off with thinking of it that way as well, where I'm not really trying to get anyone to do anything It's specifically. I'm just building rapport with those Facebook Lives and letting them know who I am, letting them feel like they kind of know me. And I get so many referrals from people who have seen those Facebook Lives. I have no idea who they are, but they feel like they know me. And it's really rewarding for me as well, because every time I make one of those Lives or put out a video, it it changes my state to help other people change their state. Yeah. So it's a win-win situation.
0: So walk me through some of the learning curves, some of the, uh, you know, um, starting up points in terms of building things online. Let's get, let's get technical for a moment. What were, what's some of the equipment that you'd recommend and we don't have to get into specific brands, but like, what were the things you realized just as assets you had to have to, to pull this off?
1: Yeah, I started off really bare bones. So I just had the webcam on my computer and I don't even think I had a microphone at first, but I quickly found that just a little $20 lav mic you can order off of Amazon is makes a really high quality sound. So even when I get into the more trancey portion of the the call, they can still hear my voice when I'm speaking quietly. And then I highly recommend getting an external webcam as well. And that can, like any 1080p, you can get them pretty reasonably priced on Amazon as well. I also now use a ring light. Um, And I really like that. But if you just have good natural light, you'll be fine with that as well so it's pretty easy I don't want anyone to wait to start until they have all the right tech because I think that you could start with a really bare-bones operation and still start making a difference in people's lives
0: that's I think one of the most important points that too many people play the game of I need to have all the pieces I need to have everything built out and ready to go where I've got a student right now that she's down around Richmond And as she put it, she goes, well, I'm doing a lot of group weight loss seminars and, you know, I don't even have a website yet. I wouldn't have the time to deal with the people who would find me on a website anyway, that she did the one group in the right place at the first time. And that's what completely launched her business and for someone to think and i keep running into this it's like well i'm still working on my website before i see my clients like no get out there and, and do stuff hop on to facebook live and reach out to various podcasts and ask to be a guest there's so many opportunities that are out there and you're right that um i, I say this uh, sadly as i'm sitting in front of my imac desktop computer that I upgraded every feature on to make it a $5,000 desktop. (laughs) And I still had to go out and drop 50 bucks on a webcam because that's better.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I I have a really nice gaming computer and the camera on it is just complete. It's a joke.
0: Yeah. Well, it may have been good when it first came out. But uh, then again, the, the webcam I just recently purchased, which any, it's the C920 from Logitech, but really any Logitech camera is going to be good. They're just the brand of choice. I found that, yes. um, you know, once that thing's connected, it's, it's good to go and, uh, just makes the quality better. And like with anything, sound quality, the blue Yeti is what I tend to recommend. Um, and if you do me a favor, could you, um, message me after this, uh, the actual lav mic that you recommend and we'll put that in the show notes. Sure, yeah. I'd be happy to. Great, that'd be wonderful, because um, I want one too. So looking at, oh, well, it's just recently someone pointed, this is about the time I switched to the external webcam on the desktop setup here at the office, that I used to do a bunch of recordings with the microphone hanging down, which visually was really cool, until someone pointed out, you know your camera's focusing on the mic and not you. Oh, no. So now with the scissor arm, which I'll I'll link in the show notes for probably most of these. Actually, this will be on that now online link that I'll reference in the intro. Um, my thing I did in terms of my production studio. So So let's go a little bit more specific beyond the tech into the actual techniques of hypnosis. So can you give an example of something that you were learning at one point and then putting through that filter of how do I do this now without even having to be in the room with them?
1: Yeah. So, so many of the techniques that we learn are really easily translatable to video, but there are certain techniques. When I was training with Mike Mandel, he taught this perceptual positions exercise that is just this really cool technique where the person sits in one chair and imagines seeing someone and talking to them in that other chair and then trades places and gets a different perspective and I thought it was such a life-changing technique that I thought okay how can I do this over zoom when you know their camera is fake facing one way and so I've actually had my clients. I, I'll say you're going to go off camera, but I just want you. I just listen to me, and I'm going to guide you through this. And I'll see them while they're sitting in one chair. Then they'll get up and go stand in another spot in the room. And I've seen them just have the same amazing transformative experiences. I'll do the same thing with like the circle of excellence, where I'll have them put all these resources in a spot that they're looking at, and then get up from their chair and walk over into that spot. And it's just it's really awesome.
0: Yeah. So it's where it's just simply by setting the frame, giving a little bit more, I'd say, demonstrative language about here's exactly the next step. Is that kind of what you're talking about there?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. In a moment, not yet, (laughs) but in a moment.
0: (laughs) Right. And any, any tips on getting the camera positioned in such a way, like how do you phrase that to a client? Yes. So that you're able to actually see what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. That's one of the biggest things I learned right offhand is I don't I don't bog people down with a ton of information about how to set up because I find that if there's too many words, they're not going to read them. Right. So I keep it pretty simple. And when they come on the call, I've had quite a few times where someone's just holding their cell phone while they're talking to me.
0: Yeah, about and that. So I'll,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll have to instruct them to prop their phone somewhere, preferably so that I can see them from the waist up because it's just a lot easier to calibrate that way. And you know, sometimes they'll want to set their phone on the mic so I can't hear them speaking anymore. So it, it's a little bit kooky to get them to get everything set up just right. But for the most part, most people come in with their cameras set up well. Their lighting is at least good enough that I can see their, you know, I can look for those trans indicators when we're doing that portion of the call. But you do have to instruct them just a little bit. And it's really just about going with the flow, dealing with what surfaces and having a positive attitude about it.
0: You know, the beauty of that is that once you've gone through that with somebody once, it doesn't have to happen again. They now know what the system is. Yes, Yeah.
1: that's so true.
0: Although I do have to share the quick anecdote that uh, this was already going to be an online session for me about two weeks ago that we had done two live and in person, and I knew she was moving down to a different state. And what happened was, and I knew that she runs a lot of educational uh, programs for a local university, which the job was now letting her work remotely, which is even more important nowadays. And the experience was suddenly I turned on the webcam with her, we connected by Zoom, and it's like the first time ever I'm jumping into a client session and I'm like, do you have a ring light on? She goes, oh yeah, I'm broadcasting all day today. I'm like, okay, we can turn that off for this one. (laughs) Like she was a pro, she knew what she was doing.
1: That's awesome.
0: I've got to ask just nuts and bolts because this is one of those silly little things. Do you have any, I mean, this is stupid, things you say to people in terms of how to prop up their phone? That was the session I had yesterday, actually.
1: (laughs) Usually, I will just ask them, do you have some place you can prop your phone in front of you? And once in a while they don't i've actually had people like if they're sitting on the couch they'll hold it between their knees with their feet on the couch <laughs> which which is less than ideal but you know what i i think there's so much our clients are going to pick up on our attitude on the way that we're expecting things to go and i think if we come into this with a kind of a let's see um, attitude and go with the flow, they're going to be relaxed and they're going to get the experience that they need, even if tech is not just right.
0: Yeah. Um, my trick yesterday was, oh yeah, they were leaning it up against their computer. Their computer didn't have a webcam, but their phone did. They were leaning it up against their computer, but then as we were chatting, you slowly saw the camera angle shifting <laughs> as the phone was clearly about to plop down flat, to which became, do you have like a coffee mug or like a rubberized pen? Because like I have, I buy these uh, Pilot G2 gel pens, which have a rubberized grip. And sure enough, that's enough that she goes, oh, I have one of those and kept it up in place. These are the things that should be covered in every hypnosis training, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, that's a great idea.
0: (laughs) Which you're right. you, You hit it exactly there. That by it's the it's the story from what jerry kind used to tell his students no matter what they come in for um you know i'm going to modify it not to say use the term oh we do that all the time that's easy but to treat it as if this is the normal this is exactly how we do it and i think you know in the long term of all of this right, i've got good hopes that this is going to be a short tunnel that we go through as a society but it's going to prove a little bit more innovation a little bit more market viability, and. So many other services are having to go this direction right now, too. And there's clearly a specific need for it. I'm curious to ask, and this is coming out on timing frame of this one about uh, Monday, March 30th or so. Um, how have things been going in terms of state of the business in the last week or two with all the all the news out there?
1: It's really interesting because business has picked up big time. I've had a lot more requests for one-on-ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people don't even bat an eyelash at the, the fees. It's just, it's been really, really interesting to see how, how much business is building up right now.
0: Yeah. Are you doing anything to get in front of people more or kind of is it just business as usual?
1: I've, I've been a little bit more intentional about making sure I have positive content on my Facebook page and yeah. I've, revamped my landing page of my website a little bit just to make sure people know that I'm here for one-on-ones. But more than anything, I just want to provide a positive outlet for people. I of several people asked me if I would make a recording to help with anxiety. And so I made that and put that, made that available from my Facebook page and my website. And so that's the biggest thing I've done is just trying to give people tools to meet them where they are and to stay positive. And it's Like I said a moment ago, it's so helpful because every time I create a resource for my audience, it impacts me in a really positive way and boosts my mood and helps me stay positive with everything that's going on.
0: Which I think so far in recording these, you know, I keep coming back to the thing that uh, Frank Kern, who's known in the marketing world, put out the other day that, you know, the whole premise of the message he sent out was continue to profit during this, but don't build your business to profit because of and i think that's yeah. the right message right now.
1: I think it is too and i've even made it clear that i'm i'm here for people if money is an object i want to i want to be here for them anyway i there's nothing i don't know it's it's a win-win situation and i really i love what i do and yeah. i love the income but for me it's about making an impact it's about helping people and i feel like i have a gift to give and i want to share it as with as many people as are willing to accept it.
0: And to look at the structure of how you do things, you've got the one-to-ones and you've got the groups. So you are in the realm of multiple streams of income, the same as I am with seeing my clients and some of the other programs that I do online and um, events, whether they're in person eventually or even online. And, And this ability that you're right, that we can continue the work and we can continue to earn a living. Yet that's not the reason to do it because here's where we just don't have the need because here's something else that's going to fill that in. Um, And I love what you just said there. I think that's very important because at least today as we're recording, there's a whole dialogue online about um, someone in one group, not in our community, was saying that, um, oh, it's unfair that coaches and therapists are still charging during this difficult time, which... Well, we still have to eventually buy groceries. We still have to pay our own bills. And I love what you mentioned that I mean, it's, it's kind of business as usual. I'd I share a quick strategy here that would be that you know, I did put an option out to a few people. I did not promote this, but for people reaching out to me, I say, look, okay, I know, understand times are difficult right now and my fees are my fees. That being said, I'm going to send you an email in a few moments with a promo code. And if you enter it in on the page where you sign up for the program, you'll see it'll take a substantial chunk off. Now, this is actually modeled after something I've seen Bob Burns do, where he goes, if you could look me in the eyes and tell me you can't afford me, I'll work with you for free.
1: That's so interesting because I I heard Bob say the same thing, and that's kind of been what I've been modeling as well. Right,
0: And I still want to have that energy in the space, even if it's remote, that you know someone is exchanging something. So the code takes a big chunk off, but I tell them, I go... I only want you to use the code if sincerely that's all you could afford. Because mm-hmm. just to call it out, I'm kind of going through this along with you as well. And I've made that offer to four people now anecdotally, and not one of them has used the code. So is that interesting? I know. So it's a place where we don't necessarily have to be the one now putting out the offer for free sessions or pay what you can. If that's the way that people want to do it, by all means, you know, keep that up. I love what you mentioned there. That again, there still is a need for this, and we still are providing a service. And again, it's back to that Frank Kern line to continue business during, but not because of. Uh, I want to go back to a uh, little bit more in terms of technique. What uh, what inductions, what approaches do you tend to find or that uh, are ideal for this situation?
1: So I really tailor the induction to the person that I'm in front of, and. My go-to induction is just a simple pacing and leading Mm -hmm. or a peripheral vision exercise that I learned from Melissa Tears where I just have them zone out on one spot, notice what they see, what they hear, what they feel, which then becomes a pacing and leading. And then I'll sometimes lead them into a fractionation of the eyes and a counting down. I kind of, I like to mix it up and keep it interesting, but the pacing and leading is my favorite. And I find that... If I just assume that they're going to have the experience that they're that's just right for them, that they do, and I don't worry a whole lot about depth of trance, I use something that I learned from you on almost every new client that I have. I'll say some people experience a sort of a heaviness where they feel like they're sinking in the chair. Some people experience a lightness, like they're floating. And some people experience the mysterious sensation of just sitting there and listening <laughs> to my voice. <laughs> Nice <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite.
0: Oh thank you thank you. Yeah, yeah, but to look at how you know it's all flexible and what I love about what you just referenced there is to look at the nature of let's call it out a Dave Elman induction as much as that may be this classic in our industry. it's basically a series of deepeners strung together in a logical way. And mm-hmm. that's what you're doing to let it become more of an organic hypnotic experience to then, I'm sure, easily pivot into the actual work and, you know, layering in suggestions for change, even, of course, as part as the actual induction.
1: Absolutely. And generally speaking, the first at least 30 minutes of my one hour sessions are all based in NLP and conversational hypnosis. So generally, by the time I get to the formal trance work at the end, the change has already happened, and that's just there as a sort of a convincer for them to feel like they had the experience that they were coming for it's It's more of a formality than anything or or a ribbon on the package
0: yeah the the ratification and it's the it's the gift and the curse of hypnosis that they expect that this is going to be part of the process, and we know we can right. do a lot of the work conversationally but to then close the eyes, have something happen to continue to ratify and really let's phrase it in a better way, compound the changes that are already in motion. Yes. Yeah. So let's move towards the end of the session. What are some of your strategies once the actual event wraps up? Like, are you providing an audio for these people or what are some of your methods beyond that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So with Zoom, I can record the sessions. And a lot of times at the start of the call, I'll let them know that a lot of people like to have the session recorded so that they can go back and watch it later to reinforce the changes. And sometimes I will actually only, I'll edit the recording so that only has the hypnotic portion or the positive part so that they're not going back and picking back up that state that they had when they came into the call. So I'll give them the hypnosis portion and tell them you can listen to this, you know, as you're falling asleep at night and it's a, people absolutely love it, but I've noticed that not everyone actually utilizes it. It seems like this really awesome thing, but so few people ever go back and watch that video.
0: Well, you you brought up something there that's great, which is that You know, This is kind of the argument against always recording and always sharing the audio, which is that, let me characterize it my favorite way, which is the stop smoking client goes, can I book a six month follow up with you to reinforce this? And I feel the best thing I can say to that person is to look at them inquisitively and go, why? (laughs) 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 You're not going to be smoking. Why do you need to be reminded of it? If there's something else you'd like to be working on at that point, I'd be happy to see you, but you're not going to be doing that anymore. So why do you need to have that reminded? Um, you know, yeah. I, I made a decision. It's not that I quit drinking. I cut out alcohol is the other phrasing. And I don't have to be reminded every day that I don't do that anymore. So to let the actual, if there is a resource, let it be something aimed at rebuilding rather than uh, reminding of the old issue.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. And for me, when I, I learned hypnosis because I had gone to a few hypnosis sessions and I as a client, I really wanted that recording. And I realize now it's, it's kind of unnecessary. It is unnecessary for the most part, but I know that it means something to them. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest reason I offer it. But I think, you know, most people once they, my intention is going into the session that when that session is over, they're going to have the resources they need to continue to move forward.
0: Yeah. I'll share sort of a finesse as to how I think about it is that major life changes, how does change become permanent? Either through intensity or through repetition. So if I'm doing something that's a little bit more habitual and something that the person keeps running into, that may be if I'm on Zoom, I'm gonna record the audio of that and then make the audio available to them. If I know that as the session I just did before I got on the call with you, uh, was gonna be a lot more releasing, that's where in the session I hinted at a technique and we did it once, but then I go, great, I'm gonna send you a video that's gonna strengthen that technique that you did. This way you can now do it anytime, anywhere, and you're not dependent upon a one hour long audio. So just to look at other ways to continue the process to at least back up that intensity with repetition if, if appropriate.
1: I love that. And I use Marco Polo a lot. That's an incredible resource where anyone with a smart, yeah. If they have a smartphone, you can make them a little video and I'll make little videos walking them through like a tapping protocol or bilateral stimulation, or even an NLP technique that lets them change their state. And it's, it's such a cool resource and it's a great way for our clients to reinforce the changes between appointments as well.
0: Yeah. And another option too, Marco Polo does video. There's also Voxer, uh, which I believe is audio only. I use that with my coaching and consulting people to say, you know, quick one-off questions, shoot me that on here. But then again, Facebook Messenger is making that a whole lot uh, easier nowadays. Yeah. So looking at there's folks out there who perhaps are a little tech savvy and are able to jump in, and yet they've been out there seeing a ton of clients in person, and this is new to them. Any any final thoughts to share with them in terms of getting out there and hopping on Facebook Live and uh, you know basically sharing content? Any any tips for them to begin to open up this side of the business for themselves?
1: Yes, it sounds simple, but it's so profound, and that is don't wait till you're ready you touched on this earlier, but I think that, you know, we can feel like we have all our eggs in a row and that we're prepared or we're going to wait until we're prepared. But the truth is you learn as you take action. So just get started. Even if you need to get on the, you know, get on a Zoom call with a family member to work the kinks out. Nice. Once you have one or two sessions under your belt, it's going to start flowing and you're going to start feeling feeling good about it. It's just that resistance that comes when we're getting outside our comfort zone and doing something new.
0: Wonderful. Where can people check out more from you online, Lori?
1: They can find me at trancypants.com and also connect with me on my Facebook page.
0: Jason Lennett here once again. And as always, thank you so much for sharing this content, leaving your reviews online and putting this stuff to use. The reason why we're going out twice a week is that this is a moment that could be a make or break for too many people out there. And to use this, as Frank Kern would say, to continue to uh, profit in your business during what's going on and not because of is always the filter here. So to get out there, help a ton of clients, you can see some step-by-step tutorials and some ongoing events to advance your education. Check them out at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online, and I look forward to seeing you in person very soon. And as always, wash your hands.
1: Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast
0: at worksmarthypnosis.com.